Welcome to the Draft Doctors Podcast, your home of weekly draft content. Now here's Steve, Jono, Cam, and the Statesman. G'day everyone and welcome back to the pod. I'm your host Stevie Fizz. Just keeping alive, just keeping a pulse going for this silly little podcast we've been doing for uh, over eight years now at this point. Just wanted to keep in touch. Uh, appreciate everyone who continues to reach out and uh, spread the good vibes and thoughts and uh, all that sort of good stuff. It's it's always appreciated and sometimes it can be a bit of a grind and and uh, but everyone's loved. Everyone's loved. I love doing the show and. Um, We'll see what happens uh, when the boys are a bit, bit uh, more able to to donate their time and give their time to the cause and and talk and shit and all things Sam Flanders. How good's that? How good's that? I'm sure you've all got multiple shares of Sam Flanders, but not so much a fantasy show this week. I sort of a couple of things I wanted to talk about. It. I was just sort of thinking about changes I wanted to make to AFL fantasy if I had the power. If I had the keys to the car, as it were, um, but also as we're heading into the draft, and I, I hate the AFL draft, like the actual draft. It's it's such a compromised, convoluted, ridiculous process, and the inane takes are really starting to to shake out as teams are eliminated from the season, and this player doesn't want to go here, and this player doesn't want to go there, and. It just strikes me as so strange that there's just such an easy way to, to solve all issues with the first round of the draft. And, and that is to make it uncompromised. That does, I'll just kind of talk about my, but it's my podcast. Well, partly my podcast. So I can say what the hell I damn I want. It's, uh, going to get this off my chest. I think if you, uh, made the first, first round of the draft uncompromised in terms of there's no father sons. There's no academy picks. What you see is what you get. There's 18 picks. It's, it's not going to be one of these uh, 23 pick first rounds because there's academy picks and father-sons coming out their ass and, and all that sort of thing. I think we just need to square it away and just say, look, we're, we're not 1950s VFL football. We're not drafted to zones. Uh, we're we're going to... It's a national competition. And if you want a certain player, you need to pony up Especially in this day and age of trading uh, future picks, right? It, it just seems crazy to me. Um, I know the nostalgics will say, uh, but we want to see the 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 sons of uh, guys who had sex at a particular time wear the same jumper. Like that's and that's fine. That's fine, and I'll I'll get to how I how we can keep that going. Um, but I think it's, you know, we're looking at North and, and the priority pick question comes up and I really kind of feel sorry for North because they've been kind of shitty for a few years, um, but they also haven't had access to the best players in the draft. If you go back a few years, they, they finished second last, but they had pick three because the Bulldogs, um, they got pick one despite obviously being a really good team the year before. Um, with the academy pick. Now, I know the academy picks uh, changed after that. But again, they didn't have access to the, the second best player in the draft. Uh, although that got, draft kind of shakes out a bit weird because it's the COVID, really COVID-affected draft. So we'll see what happens with those players going forward. But then you had the the, tw- the 2021 draft. Um, again, they have pick one. They obviously choose uh, the franchise. But... 
They didn't have access to Nick Dacos. They didn't have access to Sam Darcy. Okay, so they sort of got boxed into choosing franchise. In my opinion, they, they, you know, obviously could have done something differently. But they didn't have access to two of the best talents in the draft. So it's kind of strange in that one. And, like, if you look at what Collingwood did leading into the draft, and I praise Collingwood. So if you're a Collingwood fan, don't take this as slander. Like, I think Collingwood was smart trading out their future pick the year before, um, attacking that draft, knowing they had Nick Dacos uh, linked as a father-son. Obviously, they didn't anticipate finishing second last, and GWS got a great great deal with the future pick swap. But I think that's the the run the risky run. Like they were they were able to have no picks no 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 early pick and they still got one of the best players in the draft. North Melbourne get no compensation for not being able to pick that player. Then the next year um they weren't able to draft Will Phillip uh Will Ashcroft so again, they don't have access to the, the, to the player they want. Like, it's just crazy. And there's no compensation for it. I think that's the part that really grinds my gears is there's no compensation. And you go this year, well, if they finish second last and let's say Harley Reid's the, the number one pick for, for West Coast Eagles, let's just assume that they might go, well, like they've got a lot of young midfielders. Well, they'd probably love a key forward with Jed Walter. They can't pick him. Like, well, they can pick him, but then Gold Coast get him. Like, it's just fucking lunacy to me that this is where we're at. We could have four years of a team just, and, and there's no compensation for it. Like, they're, they, they're denied access to these players and there's no compensation for it. And the teams, the other teams who are finishing higher up the ladder than them are getting bargains. Like, it's just not, not right. I, I can't understand it. Um, if you want to keep father-sons, like if you want to have academy picks and father-sons in the second round, that's fine. I'll even go as far as say, if there's father-son eligible players who go undrafted, that you should be able to have an extra list spot to carry them and try to develop them. Like just to keep the, you know, if you want to have that romantic um, vision of the, the son playing for the same club, like give them an extra list spot, play them outside the cap. I don't care because every other team's had a chance to draft them at that point and passed them over. But the first round, I just, I can't see how, how it's a good thing. Like let's say West Coast are in this position um, where maybe like, I don't, I don't know, everyone's whipping up a frenzy about this kid saying he doesn't want to play, but who knows whether that's true or just the reporters blowing smoke. But you know, then then you then you can trade the pick, whatever. Um, you still have access to the player. Like at least North Melbourne with the franchise, they got some compensation for that um, pick. Like so, I can kind of wear that one a little bit differently because he obviously wanted to be traded out. But I really can't get past the fact that you can continually finish at the bottom of the ladder and not get access to the players you potentially want to draft like the highly rated players. It's just fucking mind-blowing. If North Melbourne are there again next year and you've got the other Ashcroft coming through and they don't have access again, like it's just crazy. It's just absolute fucking madness 
that this exists. Let's let you know. I, I don't know. You, you you might tell me I'm crazy. You might say the father son rules the greatest rule in sports, and and it's uh, unique to the game. And I I appreciate all that. I, I think you can do it without having such a compromised top five. And this is the other thing is like you create this one little problem or you have this one little rule and that's fine but then the other clubs are going well this isn't fair for us especially as you want to keep introducing teams well they're not going to have father sons for for decades right like this tasmania team if it comes in well obviously they're going to get um concessions heading into the league but i mean it's crazy like then they're going to have to make up new things and new things on top of new things. So they had the priority picks at the start of the draft and the father-sons were in the second and third round. Then the academies came in and, and they realized that they screwed up with all of it. How about instead of adding layers upon layers, you just strip it back to, to what it should be and uncompromised. It's like telling a lie. And they're telling a lie to cover a lie and a lie to cover a lie and you need your mates to tell a lie to cover a lie. Why don't you just fucking tell the truth from the very start. You won't be in this position. It's um, it's strange to me, just absolutely strange. And then, if you do that, here's a novel idea in terms of priority. In term, instead of priority picks, you just let bad teams be bad. What I don't understand what's wrong with that. What What do we live in this socialist communist situation where everyone has to be on equal? Like, fix your own house, man. It's a competition. Like, if North Melbourne had access to all these players, maybe they'd be rising up the ladder now. Maybe teams wouldn't be incentivized to be bad in a way. Like, they were, like, under the old priority pick system. They were incentivized to be bad. Now it's just like, man, get your house in order. Look at Brisbane, man. They fucking... Man, they were, like, stone-cold cooked for shit. And, man, they've got their house in order. Good for them. More All the respect in the world to Brisbane. And uh, I I think it's competition. So if you're if you're bad, you should fucking sort it out yourself. Not get handouts. Uh, and that's as a Gold Coast Sun fan, man. Uh, so I I, th- I think you uncompromise it, and bad can be bad. What's wrong with that? Anyway, as, as these Northern Academies build, they they they're not going to need the draft picks. <laughs> like they're not going to need the access. It's um anyway. That made sense to me. Anyway, a bit of fantasy talk. I did put it out there on Twitter. What would you change if you could make any change to AFL Fantasy? And um, I said I'd go through my top five. I'm going to give you a bonus little salary cap one just to start off. Uh, obviously, it's not a salary cap <laughs> podcast, and a lot of people made mention of that during the, the question, so I appreciate that. Um, but I can't, I, I just, I hate AFL Fantasy changing the salary cap. And I know they'll say, oh, it's because the real one changes. Yeah, that, that, okay, cool. Uh, this is fantasy football. It's literally in the title. AFL Fantasy, you don't need to change it. My brain, my tiny little, uh, walnut sized brain cannot handle <laughs> these changes. I'm like, well, I used to paying 500 grand for a player and now that's like the rookie price. Philip Lowe's inflation has got a lot to answer for. I think he actually runs AFL Fantasy on the side. That's his, um, that's his burner. We need to, we've got to get rid of that Philip Lowe guy. Thank God. Um, so we'll start at number five. Number five, uh, slight changes to the scoring. Slight changes to the scoring. We need to make goals more relevant. 
obviously. And I think the the answer there, and this is the AFL fantasy format, of course, is bonuses for bags of goals. I want to see five points extra for a three bagger and ten points extra for a five bagger. I, I, if you can have players kicking five goals and not reaching a fantasy ton, I mean, we've got to have a look at this. Come on. Come on, what's going on? And also, on the flip side, people, on the flip side, I want to see tackles worth three and marks worth two. Right. Let's bring these let's bring these midfielders down a bit. Alright? The marks maybe I can lean on, but the tackles the tackles have to be worth three. Like, come on. Alright, number four. Fab. We've got to bring in free agent auction budget. Surely, right? The waiver priority system. Just give me that extra layer of strategy. If you don't know what free agent auction budget is, uh, it's probably a term more used in American, well, it's obviously used in American fantasy sports where you are allocated a certain amount of money and instead of having a waiver priority, you bid on the player. So if you want to blow all your money up front, cool. If you want to wait, save it to the end of the year, that's cool too. So it just adds that extra wrinkle of uh strategy when you when you blow it. Um, do you blow it on, say, an Ivan Soldo who's got three weeks, it looks like, of being a, a number one ruck with the forward status? Um, but obviously, Nank's going to come back. So do you want to go hard on that or do you want to, you know, try to get a sneaky little cheap one through there? So it's a, just a nice little wrinkle. And I think um, rather than just, just the straight old waiver, the, the waiver order system, yeah, it's a nice little wrinkle there. Okay, number three. Now, I didn't see this mentioned anywhere, which um, I think most of the other ones were mentioned, but number three wasn't mentioned. And I want to give, instead of four points for the win, which is what we traditionally give in, in the scoring, for four points for the win, like your real football, because it's real football, two points for the win and two points if you're in the top half of scorers for the round in your league. I'm sick of having like the second best score or third best score of the week and just losing to that one above and conversely seeing a team who scored like the second worst score or third worst score get the win because they happened to run in the absolute dummy that week. Uh, we need to reward the better scorers. Uh, I think we, you know, you've already got the option of turning off percentage and having points for as the latter sort of. But let's get this high score, the splits point system in, the two for the win and two for the top half score. Just let's reward the good teams for being good instead of um, letting these shitbags <laughs> who just get the luck the luck uh, every week in. It, um, and like this week in our home, our home league starts this week, uh, finished third, the team snuck into sixth. They're the 10th total point score, 10th. You fucking kidding me? And they'll probably roll me the dirty prick. That's that's what's going to happen because uh, my whole team's full of injuries. But yeah, they shouldn't even be there. Shouldn't be there, in my opinion. Um, tenth, my god, unbelievable. All right, number two, and I did see this, and I think people are with me on this one uh, because I've brought it up over the years repeatedly. Sipping beverage, uh, we need some key position forwards, people. If you want to tell me. Uh, the salary cap goes up because of real footy and you want to tell me you should play with percentage because of real footy. Mate, why aren't key position players in this game and why are they not relevant? Like, well, they're in the game, but they're not relevant. We've got to get the forwards in there, man. No one gives a shit about key defenders. I will give you that. Um, but I really don't see 
how we can leave these guys out. You know, if you look at what was happening 20 years ago, there was key forwards who were relevant, um, but of course the midfielders weren't putting up the stupid numbers they are these days. Key forwards were taking all the marks, not the stupid defenders. Um, let's get the big guys relevant. You go to footy to see Buddy. You go to see Harry McKay, Charlie Kernow, and uh, of course Jack Lukosius just absolutely tear games apart Taylor Walker you love watching these guys this is who you want to see you don't want to see oh, I mean come on like you just do you want to watch those guys get around kicking bags of goals or do you want to watch you know Bailey Smith run up and down a wing and just you know get 20 cheapies come on come on give me these uh give me the big guys make the big guys great again what else have we got all right the last point the last one I want to bring up and everyone said it. And it's loopholing. We've got to get rid of loopholing, man. Got to get rid of uh, loopholing. And I understand, like, I see there's a problem. Like, the rolling lockouts, you can keep it, but you've got to get rid of vice captains. Can we just get rid of vice captains? Like, is that the answer? Um, I, I don't, I don't like having two chances at things. Like, it just seems to me you should just put your stones on the line, fucking pick someone. And if it works out, like, come on, man. How weak are you? You can't stand by your decision to nominate a captain. You got to take this vice captain bullshit. Um, understand there's a bit of, um, controversy around this one. Uh, the engagement of having loopholes. But I also think that the big problem with it, in my opinion, is it gatekeeps the game and, like this, like I know there was a bit of blowback from douchebags on Twitter saying, "Oh, if you can't fucking check your phone and all that," but the problem is you're not going to attract. I think it's harder to attract new players because of all these little wrinkles. Um, like they, like the average person doesn't want to be checking their phone 800 times. I, I, and that's not an old person thing. Although I am old, I'll grant you that. I just think a lot of people who would play the game just got sick of having to do these things to stay competitive um i i just think it's ridiculous so i understand there's probably a bit of a dilemma with the game that it it creates people looking at the screen and being on the website and being on the app more and more over the weekend but it's probably at the cost of more users so i guess the the dilemma is do you have more engaged users or more users so i i don't know i personally think i can do without the loopholing and and all that and certainly my home league there's the gentleman's agreement we just don't do that shit and it works fine but um yeah the sat the saturday morning lockout i think's fine like if i think that sort of with all the thursday night games and obviously the friday night games so you're not always loopholing but you can do a little bit of it there so the set the saturday morning lockout for me was fine um, and that's probably where I'd like to see it go. All right, we'll jump onto Twitter and see what you guys thought. It's um, it was good. There was a lot of responses to this. I think it's people. So you know, we all have opinions. First off, Monty he wants more interviews with him on his. So I'm a bag of shit. All right, just listeners. I'm a, I'm a terrible person. I've been stringing Monty along. I wanted to do a craft doctors with him in the preseason. Um, and I'm just, I mean, you can see how this year's gone from the way the pod's gone. It's, it's in, it's out, it's in, it's out. You have a bottle of wine and you think you're going to be 
creating like content four days a week and instead you're just lying on your ass doing nothing when you wake up and sober up and realize you're a complete jackass but i uh, we'll get we'll get there if money will be good enough to to grace us we just gotta man i'm sorry man i'm really sorry if you're listening uh jono jono jesus jono uh, can bring on an emergency from your bench if a player goes down in X amount of time, maybe the first 10, 15 minutes. I think that that was a thing on Ultimate. I don't know if it's on AFL Fantasy yet. Um, it should be. It was a good thing. Um, Nick, our writer Nick, who's absolutely crushing it, check out his last ever, well, not last ever, but last for the year. Next week, the, uh, uh, what the hell do we call it? Dozen Deals. <laughs> He's having a really good year. I really enjoyed um, proofing the articles each week. Although, Nick, you've got to learn how to spell Brody in Brody Grundy. Every week, it's a Y. I don't... Come on, man. Come on. He's good enough. Although, he's about to be on his third team, so maybe he's not that good a player. Um, but new positions with the same scoring format. Wings and key forward categories would be great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think wings are kind of hard because... Hang on. Yeah, so... Sorry, I just um, got back to the pod... Um, wings and keeper for, sorry, baby fizz interrupted. She, she wanted some extra pudding for dessert and, um, it's hard to say no to that kid. Hard to say no, but I had to straighten her out. So seamless cut there. Um, but Nick said about the positions with wings and key forwards. I think wings are, wings are tough, man. I think, uh, you get so many guys who are sort of like half in, half out. Like it's generally like the fourth mid. Uh, I'm not sure how you'd sort that out. But yeah, key forwards, I think, is is pretty easy. Peter, make forwards relevant with either increased scoring for goals or decreased scoring for other acts. Peter, there we go. We we spoke about that. Russ uh, says DOS. I agree. Uh, Kays says abolish salary cap formats. And it's just a sensible thing to say. Just sensible. Uh, Lechdog, uh, bring back full lockout. I'm old and don't have time to check my phone throughout the weekend. Yeah, I, and I think it, like I said, like I think it gatekeeps from people who are in that position, um, and that's something I guess the game's way up whether the engagement is worth it versus the new uh, the new players. Ninja uh, lockout at first game on Saturday, hundred percent agree. Uh, fab waiver formats, yes. Uh, more ISO drafts. Even. I haven't had enough people to do it. I can't draft against myself. I'd win every time uh, or lose. I don't know. Maybe that's... Yeah, we need more drafts. I was thinking about a top five uh, winter warmer foods because I made a slow cooker lamb shanks the other night with mash, which is like the only time mash is acceptable. Uh, and I was thinking, man, what what are my top five winter foods? Because I love a good... Like in winter, like I love pan ham soup in winter, but it's the only time I eat it. Uh, I love a mass man curry in winter. Again, pretty much the only time I eat it. Uh, I like uh, apple and rhubarb crumble, and I think dead fucking last is sticky date pudding. I can't, I can't believe people like that shit. It's just, yeah, don't know about the sticky date. Although um, my mum likes to make it, so I don't know. Apparently, it's good. I wouldn't know. Tastes like crap. Um, customized positions like key position players. I, I agree. I think key positions would be good in the game. I don't think you need defenders, but you can have them. Uh, a less toxic community. It's an interesting one. I generally see the community as reasonably positive, but I think, um, and I guess if you're talking about on Twitter, it's it seems like it's gone downhill this year. 
but there's also more content creation. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't think it's, I mean, I probably don't listen to enough podcasts these days to see it or hear it, I should say, but uh, I think the community has been pretty good. I think it's got room to be more toxic, if anything. <laughs> I mean, like, if you're if you're doing this shit and you're on Twitter, like, I mean, man, you should have a thick skin, really. Um, God, people call me all sorts of things. You, you don't want to know. Um, and probably more craft doctors. Yeah, the craft, man. Like I said about Monty, I'd love... I'd love to do it. I've I got to be honest, guys. I've really enjoyed having my Sunday nights free. I just go down the snooker club or, you know, watch a movie with Mrs. Fears, whatever. It's um, it's actually been pretty nice. And I think it's sort of that opportunity cost of life. Um, as much as we talk about opportunity cost in fantasy football, there's opportunity cost in life, right? Like if you're choosing to create fantasy content and, and put – heaps of time into that which i probably don't put as much as i used well i mean obviously i put as much as i used to but i love being a dad man and i love being around my family and i love um i'm back training for the marathon um so i'm really enjoying those things and i'm not i'm probably you know i miss talking to the guys um but I'm probably not as engaged with fantasy as I was, as I have been, like especially earlier in the year and, and obviously in years past. But that's kind of where we're at at the minute. We still have something to say, sure, but I don't, it's probably not about gameplay and who's relevant at the minute. Um, hopefully we've given you enough secrets over the years to, to be able to work this shit out on your own. Uh, Matty Faz, kill the Rolling Stones. I mean, lockouts. Yeah, it's probably pretty popular. Uh, Breno need, needs more positions. One key forward, one key defender. Uh, I'd say, yeah. If you have five, what does salary have? Six forwards? You can have two key forwards and four half forwards, whatever you want to call them. Uh, the commish burn the entire fantasy website and stuff again. It's pretty extreme. I think they're doing a good job over there. Ben, less AFL fantasy and more AFL, making a bigger range of stats freely available to the public. Currently, it's only after a podcast like DD Pioneers, something like CBN Analysis, that it's available from official data. Ben, I think I have good news in saying that I think this will be the next leap for fantasy. If you look at... If you look at the who drives the better statistical analysis, it's not classic. It's actually draft and especially DFS. So if DFS actually had more players and um, these are the people, because they got, they got money on the line. They got skin in the game. So they're developing tools. Um, and I think there's so much fantasy content creation. I, I, I don't understand why people, why would you start an AFL fantasy podcast next year? Or a super coach. You, fucking why? What are you doing that's different to someone else? Um, I think you're far better off, uh, doing something that's, uh, game charting. And I think that'll be the next leap for, for AFL. We're so far behind, uh, the Americans in terms of what we do from a game charting, fantasy analysis, whatever perspective. I, I absolutely think that's the next, 
step. I think there's money to be made. I think champion data probably, man, if they sold a fantasy package for a hundred bucks a year and you got stats beyond what we're seeing now, they'd clean up. They'd clean up. Uh, I think they're really wasting their time. Maybe they don't care. Whatever. Anyway, that's just me. I don't know enough about it on the inside. Uh, e says, captain on each line. Wow, that's an interesting thought. Captain on each line. My goodness. It's got some... Wow, that'd be cool. That'd be cool for draft. Wow. It'd really... Yeah. Uh, goals worth eight. Spores worth one. And goal assists worth three. It makes goal... Yeah, it makes being a forward more relevant. It's interesting. Wolf Joker arc. People have... <laughs> People having better teams than mine. Yeah, we're all, there's a lot of us in that boat. Coca, the sub rule, the effect it has had on fantasy averages makes you forget about the guys with effective scores during the draft and finding guys in the waiver pool. Yeah, I, this, I, I don't think about it too much unless you guys only played like say 10 games and they had a three. Uh, I don't worry about it too much. If you've, if you've been subbed out and if you subbed out multiple times over, say 15 games okay sure that makes a difference but um i think it's generally a bit overstated with guys who are playing 20 games uh quinn the vc is outdated and there is no more full lockouts yeah has anyone genuinely relied on the vc score other than for loopholing in the last few years yeah it's a good point and i i'm with you quinn i think and that's why i I, I think if you wanted to keep rolling lockouts I think you can just get rid of the vice captain. Oh, but there's a vice captain in football. Yeah, teams have three fucking captains. So, um, let's, <laughs> I think it's a pretty re- re- reasonable thing to suggest. Glenda, more trades to allow for players being disqualified. That's a salary cap question. That's a salary cap answer, Glenda. Get out of here. Jared Graham, get rid of the VC loophole. Fucking A, Jared. Fucking A. Uh, the big dog. Tagger, you can, I love this one when I read it. A tagger, you can apply to the opposition team in draft that halves their score. Makes your choice of captain a bit more interesting. Man, that is fucking wild. That is a great idea. I love it. That is, I mean, that's sick. That's sick. Maybe the captain's like an immunity idol. You can't, but, um, wow. Otherwise, I love it. That's such a great suggestion. I think that's that's super fun. That is really fun. Imagine you did it and they got injured. <laughs> you halved like you halved four. <laughs> like what a waste. Um, AFL Fantasy Factory find a way to keep rolling lockouts, but we don't get so we don't get scotted, but abolish loopholing from bench and VC. We're, we're, I think we're onto it, people, with this get rid of the vice captain thing. Jake, specialist wings, 40% of mids and most new mid DPPs are co- completely irrelevant without it. Yeah, and I, like, I think getting back to what um, Nick and a couple others have said about having wings, uh, it's, a, it's a good point. They're really not as relevant as they were, um, say, 10 years ago, unless they've got defender or forward status. So, yeah, it's a tough one, Jake. It's a tough I, I I know there's guys who play purely outside, but then you get you get so many guys who go on runs where they're playing wing, they're not playing wing. Like Hugh McClough is probably a classic example. Um, maybe they play forty percent mid, maybe they attend forty percent CBAs. Well, what's you know, what what the hell is that? Like I I don't I I think it's tougher to manage and um, nominate than forwards. That's all I'd say. I don't, I, I like the idea. I like it. I'm all for more positions. 
I just think that one's a bit tougher. Uh, that's all I'll say on it. Jaden O'Brien, off-season trading for keeper leagues. I mean, you can do that. I don't. Can't you do that in like a spreadsheet or something? Denzo Cabin, in in-app messaging in draft leagues, trading and general player movement activity would benefit in leagues with the ability to communicate on the app website. I agree. I agree. I play, um, I've got a long time NFL keeper league with guys all over the world and on the sleep, we play on the sleeper app and that's how we communicate. Fantasy hypothesizer add smother stat should be worth plus four. Big, big, big smothers. Is it? Wow. That's, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe Zach add points for spoil. We've had a couple of people want spoils. I think you can. I think you can do it in the um, in the draft game. Um, so Martin Bryant. I mean, come on, man. This guy uh, keep rolling lockout. So his change is not to change. Um, obviously, deep thought over at uh, Sir Martin Bryant's. Anyone who makes excuses for not being able to check it is simply bad luck. People play footy Saturdays themselves. Yet don't complain, neither should the older generation who weren't used to the rolling aspect. Best thing they brought into the game. Well, I appreciate that people think it's the best thing into the game, but um, I don't, you know, I don't know, man. Maybe having the name Sir Martin Bryant um, takes your uh, opinion down a, a notch or two. You can assign one player in your team to be the favorite son. Their score is tripled, but only if they score under 60. Holy shit, this is a great one. I love this. This These are great ideas. It's like the hopeless guy in your team whose spirit and enthusiasm lifts everyone else up. My God. Man, that would have been Cam's George Hall and Smith. That would have been Patty Dow. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's I love it. Alexandra, that's... um. That's a great one. I think that's that's sick. Um, man, imagine they had a banger. Man, I still remember when we streamed Johnny Butch and he scored 100. Holy shit, imagine you got 300 out of Johnny Butch. Wowee. Regan McCartney, get rid of loopholing. Uh, it's tough, tough scenes for Samad Bryant if he listens to this. Uh, my 2023 season. Yeah, look. Yes. Ben, adding the utility position to draft formats in AFL Fantasy. It's fair. Uh, Frio says fab. Fork talk. Functionality to do draft slots by position and age. Say one, one, one person under 21 and one over 29 years old, mid defender and forward slots. The rest of defender mid forward slots can be any age player. I mean, it's a wrinkle. That's for sure. And Rich says remove team own percentage. How would we tell who was available on the waiver wire, Ben? Rich, sorry, whatever your fucking name is. Rich. Anyway, that's a lot of good thought. Man, I love the, um, I've got to be honest. I love the, the tag. That is fucking, that's sick. That's sick. I, um, the my boy thing was great too. Those are, man, you guys are creative. All right. Anyway, that's been a lot of fun to speak. Uh, I hope it was fun to listen. I don't mind doing these solo pods. It's kind of, cause I can do them at any time. I don't know. We don't have to line up a time to meet and, um, and all that sort of thing. So anyway, I hope your season's going well. I wish you luck in your matchups this weekend. Uh, the Vampire actually won in the Listener League last week. Uh, although he can't, Jonah can't make finals, he can certainly ruin someone else's season. I think he, um, beat the team who was in fourth, was like locked into finals. Tim English, Gonskis, uh, enjoy Kieran Briggs for the rest of the year. Uh, Zach, so that was, 
that was fun. Anyway, it's been a great year. Really appreciate everyone's support. Uh, again, good luck in your matchups. Uh, let us know what you think of these ideas, man. That tag idea was sick. Uh, what you think about uncompromising, uncompromising that first round uh, in the draft. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Draft Doctors Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and review.